Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date, regular ass edition. Uh, actually, I would like to declare this the Aaron Hernandez Memorial Edition. Oh, yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Do we have any sweet music we can play for him? Uh, well, I Can you just not... play some Pro Call Harem? And by that I mean the one song. Can you play Whiter Shade of Pale? <sighs> Man, uh, I mean, I'm sure that I can. Hold on. Yeah, we really should have <clears throat> had this ready. Should have thought Sorry. about it. Sorry, I didn't have I didn't have the thought to name this episode after a uh, murderer <laughs> until it was perhaps too late. Sorry, everybody, and sorry, Aaron. Like a fifty percent chance we'll get a YouTube ad, right? Uh. Aaron is now an angel in heaven. His life was short. But the impact he had was murderous. Truly, he killed one to three people. Of all of the gangsters in the NFL, we skip the light fandango. He was the most fandango. <laughs> Aaron, you should have been a raider. <laughs> but somehow you were not. Hung yourself in your jail cell. And your daughter was only four. Um, do you have this thing sometimes with artists where, like, like Brokel Harem here. I oh, like not, this song. Not a murder artist like Aaron Hernandez. I like this song. I have no desire to listen to another Brokel Harem song. I'm not sure there is one. I'm yeah. not sure there's another song. Uh, there may, I mean, they they must have made another one. Like, even Derek and the Dominoes made another song besides Layla, right? I don't know. I'm not convinced that that's true either. What I'm saying is, what if that album that that song is on, it, maybe it's like a cover album, and all the other songs are covers, and that's the only one they ever made? Um, man, what would they be covers of? I don't know. I don't know when that song came out. I guess in the '70s, sometime. My guess was late sixties. Let's let's find late out. Late sixties. That's find a, out. worth looking into. Would be all uh, well, and they're English, I think. Yes, they are. They formed so, in sixty seven. It would have been all covers of like. Uh, I'm going to say that they the rest of that album would be covers of Wilson Pickett songs that did <laughs> not need to be made. That seems appropriate. Formed in sixty seven. Whiter shade of pale was in sixty seven. It's just I'm I'm basing that purely on the kind of things that English artists in the '60s decided was cool to cover. Well, I, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but it seems like <clears throat> English artists really wanted to identify with the American South or with yep. Black America. Yep. Those were the two things they wanted to 
to mm, appropriate and act two, like they were a part of. Two weird choices. Mm-hmm. And um, on the flip side, like maybe a generation later, it was Americans who all wanted to sound British and pretend to be British and pretend that they were British artists. I mean, look, there are some mix-em-ups. There's that great um, Hey Jude. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That was of the the earlier era when it was usually going the other way. But I always just assumed that was that that was <clears throat> um, Wilson Pickett thumbing his nose by making a much better version of Hey Jude. <laughs> yes, by just being like, oh, it's hey, just like that's one way to do it. It's just a lot better. Here's it's just a, a lot a, better than the one that the Beatles made. <laughs> this is a much better way to do it. Do it this way with soul. Like, a hey, what if it sounded good and didn't suck? <laughs> That's right. And it is amazing. There's nope. like 60s Weedly guitar. There's a lot of shrieking and howling. It's pretty good. If I can borrow a phrase from Akewood for the first and perhaps only time. Yes. Uh, nobody said it could be done. <laughs> That's right. That's the right way to say that. Nobody said it could be done. Um, That's what they said about the guy who threw a beer bottle in a perfect spiral through another man's chest at the great outdoor fight. Great arc. No, the... nobody said it could be done. Is what <laughs> roast beef says, which is perfect. Is that the signature arc of Eggwood? You think? I think that the great outdoor fight arc is probably the signature arc. It's definitely the longest arc it's kind of like the best of both worlds of, it's like uh, the only time he didn't lose interest in an arc three strips in yeah and just just start doing something else and you go no i guess uh i guess it doesn't matter what happened yeah oh well, ray and everybody are fine everybody's <laughs> cool and fine yeah um yeah <laughs> so it's the best of both worlds it's also the um what are some uh, the who shot jr it's the who shot jr it's the who shot jr what are some other it's events? the musical episode of buffy oh yeah i guess people say stuff like that right don't they? that's the one people like i've never seen an episode of buffy I, I might not have even seen a total of 30 seconds of buffy oh I, we have the complete i have the complete box set on dvd sitting over in the corner there uh katie bought that but haven't uh, haven't know. broken it open 15 years ago? No, I think she watched them all. I have never. And will never. I am thinking about getting that uh, streaming service that has Babylon 5 now, though. Wait, 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 what is that? What is that streaming service? Uh, it's like some fucking... Some nonsense new one. Hold Go on. Goober. Uh, no, it's stupider than that. Booger. Rubig. There you go. It's Rubig. Rubig. Cost six million dollars to come up with that name. Hired a whole marketing team. Uh, it's called Go Ninety. Ooh, I've never even what heard of such Go a thing. Go Ninety is. I've never heard of such a thing. Uh, uh, I don't know, but if you go to Go Ninety, uh, oh, that that's because that's a direct link from that article. I was going to say, oh, they're really pushing Babylon Five. That's actually because it was a link to Go Ninety slash Show slash Babylon Five. But I went to the main page, and it is uh, the second thing listed. Yeah, well, they got Fringe. They got... What is... So Go90 Saga contains Babylon 5. Yep, don't know what that... I guess because it's Go a saga. Not Go90 XO Session or Zone. Right. I don't know what Go90 is. But Babylon anyway, 5 got... is a saga. Snooki and JWoww is an XO. This is Mom, pretty Mom's simple. Attitude? Yes. Yes, I'm sorry, I didn't read the subtitle. 
mom's an attitude. It's important to read the subtitle. So I don't know what you're not getting about this. Young Guns is a session. Yeah, for sure. And uh, uh, all this ESPN stuff is zone. And then um, uh, Countdown Korea is a must-see. Okay? So that's actually pretty basic when you think about it. Okay. Categories are well... Well-established yep, and differentiated. Yep, this is all real. This is definitely, like, is there, does this even say if it costs the money? I'm saying, I just clicked sign up and it asked for an email and a password. I don't know if they're going to try to charge me, because they probably should if they want to have a business. It appears to be a Verizon property. Oh, didn't they just buy Yahoo? Based entirely on the fact that at the bottom of their menu it says copyright 2017 uh, Verizon Media LLC. They did just buy Yahoo, but this does not appear to be a rebranding of Yahoo Screen. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they should have just waited till that went through and been like, oh, this is Yahoo's new streaming service brought to you by Verizon. Well, you know, immediately after they they bought Yahoo, Yahoo was like, oh, whoops, uh, 500 million users were compromised. I know. And then it was like, oh, whoops, we did the dang thing again. Another 500 mil. So. Yeah, they're losing a ton of value and money as this thing is going down to the wire. It ain't a great. So maybe they were like, eh, let's not put all our eggs in this Yahoo basket. Anyway. It is exciting to know that Babylon 5 is on a streaming service again, though. It it is. It's very Um, exciting. But based on the rest of this lineup, I don't, I have Babylon 5 on DVD. I don't think I will be. All right, I just. uh, I don't remember the last time you like pushed a button on a thing and and put a thing in another put a put a. I, disc I intensely in. dislike getting up and changing a DVD. That's it is true. What I'm saying, and especially because there's only like four episodes to a disc. What? I'll do it for like single DVD experiences. Like, oh yeah, I'll throw on one of the Lord of the Rings uh, Blu-rays with commentary. Luckily, those are eleven hours. Yeah. Um, but because I'm not going to have to get up and change it in the middle. Yeah, the it's the it's the four episodes that's a real problem. Yeah, you run through those and you go, oh, uh, wait, there's not more. What do I do? Yeah, but also then you have to make a decision. Like, okay, I'm three hours and twenty minutes into this. (laughs) That's right. I'm like, am I gonna burn another three? It's not good. Is that not (laughs) enough Babylon Five for today, Matt? Bad system. um, I don't know how people did it. It's a bad system. I made myself uh, some iced tea. Oh. In uh, in these two big Voss water bottles, the big glass Voss water bottles. You boiled the you boiled the water, and you and you made they put the tea bags in, and then I let it sit like overnight, and then I put it in the fridge. You know, Dad style. Exactly, Dad style. Uh, I don't have like apple juice jars because uh, they don't make them in that anymore. Probably. No, I think you can still get them, but like I glass don't... ones. Yeah, oh. yeah. But like, I don't drink it. What would I do with apple juice? It's the sweetest substance known to man. Pour it out. It's sweeter than honey. And as it's hitting the ground, shout at it, You're gonna be iced tea now! I could do that. Or also, just... I bet if you didn't rinse the bottle out, that first batch would be Ooh. like a delightful fruit iced tea. It would be like a Snapple. Anyway, I made this and I thought, ooh, that'll be a nice podcasting drink. It's 800 milliliters of iced tea. Ooh. Then I set the bottle down and it was louder than anything. <laughs> right. And I got real. Um, I got a real love line flashback to when Adam Carolla would get mad at Doctor Drew for setting his coffee mug down too hard on the console. Right. And so he got him. He made him a carpeted surface to put his coffee mug down on. 
And then he would get mad at him when he didn't use the carpeted surface. So you made yourself a carpeted surface. So uh, my my iced tea is now sitting on my precious, precious list of minor characters from TNG that I can use when I name starships in Star Trek Online. That is precious to you. It is precious. What will you do without that list? I sent you the remaining names on the list that haven't been used so that I will have a digital copy in case something happens to this list. Okay, but are you claiming that these, uh, what, 40 names? approximately are they really that's all of the minor characters with first and last names in star trek the next generation yeah basically no one gets a name it just seems hard to believe there's like, so I many episodes i didn't pick like basically there's no one f- featured level or higher like none of my starships is named after reginald barkley right he's too recurring the highest that i've gone is Alyssa ogawa i do yeah. have one named Alyssa ogawa she was in several episodes yeah. Do you know how many? Did you look it up? So that there's like a hard line in the sand? I didn't. She She's probably actually in more episodes than Barkley, but she doesn't feature in any of the episodes she's in. Like there's uh, a Lower her. Decks is the name of the episode, and she's pretty in it. She's in it a lot. She's the C-plot in Lower Decks. How dare you? Dr. Crutcher thinks that her, her boyfriend is having an affair. But right. in reality... He wants to propose. He wants to propose to Definitely her. the C-plot. And that is... she is in all the discussions with the group of of Lower Decks. I just call them the Lower Decks. And she's not, you know, she's she's not the Bajoran girl. That is behind the A story, the redemption events in Cedo. And he, she's and not... The B, and the B story... The Canadian guy who can't be friends with Riker. Hey, his grandfather was Canadian. She's roughly the same level in that story as Ben, the bartender we will never see again. Don't, don't, don't put her on Ben's level. The fact that she was in so many episodes before that happened means she's automatically, she's streets ahead. Streets ahead of Ben, the bar bartender. I almost called him a barber. That episode is not good, and no. uh, I am 100% on Riker's side. Yeah, like Lavelle, is that his name? With the Sam Lavelle guy. What a little he's dick. A real, he's a real nothing. <laughs> My grandfather was Canadian. Was he? And he's like, well, aren't you too, sir? What, a grandfather? No, Canadian, sir. Canadian. No, I was, I was born in Alaska. It just shuts the kid down. Yep. It's like, yep. yep. How else are you supposed to handle that? What, are you going to lie? Yep, I'm Canadian. To make this situation less awkward, I'm Canadian. I mean, look, if Riker was... If Riker wanted to be cool for even a second, he could have said, I mean, it's basically the same. Like, That's exactly None of these nation states has been a functioning entity for hundreds of years. He is not interested in being cool. Because as he points out to Troy over and over again, uh, boy, this guy's hard to take. Pretty hard to take. <laughs> Anyway, don't say bad things about Alyssa Ogawa, because in an alternate timeline, she's Dr. Ogawa, and I have that version of her in the Star Trek mobile game. I think about that. I stopped playing that game a long time ago, by the way. I did too, and then I picked it back up again like three Uh, weeks ago. I think about that, because um, I saw that episode. Yeah, because it's not parallels. Not that long ago. And I was thinking, what? what happened in this story? Like, uh, how did she get to be a doctor? Dog, don't you know, instant promotion. If somebody dies on the ship, you get their job. 
So clearly in this alternate timeline, Crusher ate it, and so Ogawa automatically became CMO. So the difference between a nurse and a doctor... Is just who is dead. Is just dead man's boots. Yep. <clears throat> that's why there's only ever one doctor on the goddamn ship, except for Salar, who is heard but not seen again after her first appearance. After the shit, shitzoid man? Schizoid man? Yeah, because they were like, oh shit, we like her so much we want her to be Kalar instead. That's right. So now you'll just hear about her in the background, like have Dr. Salar do this or ask Dr. Salar to do that. I believe she comes back and plays someone in Enterprise, too. They, I think they really liked her. Uh, yeah, she plays two other characters that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, okay. So there you go. She's around. Um, uh, wait, but yeah. d- but does, um, does Alyssa Ogawa come back and play anybody else? I'm not aware of it. Oh, that's too bad. I haven't really looked into all of them. She does yes. seem to have absolutely no magic. She's got I, nothing going on. I did make an exception and named one of my starships the USS Tate. Just after Tate. Hey, maybe that's her whole name. Maybe she's like um, an alien, and I thought that might goes be by the case. Tate. She's an alien, right? Uh, not clear. I thought she had. A they did not do thing. a good job of fleshing out her backstory. Maybe Ensign Tate doesn't have a forehead thing. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Now I gotta figure this out. <clears throat> no, I think I don't know, and I don't know. This is what happens, by the way, when nobody sends us any mail. That's right. This is not supposed to be a Star Trek episode yep but nobody's paying attention i guess no one wants to say anything we can do whatever we want what, are you guys afraid you afraid that we're gonna mock you for your dumb questions that are stupid uh ben did tell me by text that he's trying to catch up oh. but he said he gets he got to watch both parts of the menagerie back to back as a result and good, so good uh, him, of course my cynical response to that was enjoy watching two deep space nine episodes in a row boom <laughs> wow it's it is the big shock of it's this, hard of this experience so far is how bad Deep Space Nine is. I watched every episode when it was in the original run. Did you? Do you made it all the way through? Uh huh. Okay. I yeah. knew I had made it all the way through, and I knew that I wasn't proud of it. It was like I wanted to give it a shot, right? Like it was the first Star Trek that's like we caught TNG halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. This was the first one that the whole of the series was within our fandom of it. Right. Not like I made it all the way through. I don't remember most of what happens. Yeah, it's not memorable. Uh, I know there's some crazy stuff with uh, Martok and Worf and stuff towards the end. Yep, it gets, pre- it gets, it gets buck wild. It gets buck wild, <laughs> yeah, exactly. to borrow a Mabim-Bam. <laughs> it gets crazy. Uh, but like... And I, but I have not rewatched it since. I don't. I like. I guess I was dumb. I guess I wasn't just like, huh, this sucks. Well, this is not good. Well, now we're doing it all again. This was not about anything. This episode. We're doing it all again, which means you're extra dumb. You're extra dumb, and I'm fifty times as dumb. <laughs> Sorry, because you have rewatched. I've them. seen all these fucking things a million times. Oh, all and, right, no more. Yeah. No more. No more Star Trek. By the way. Last thing, Tate appears. Okay. Tate appears to be human. She, yeah. Okay. She's human, so I I got that wrong. <clears throat> uh, were you thinking of the lady from Aquiel? No, because you're trying to make it a racial thing when it is clearly not one of those. No, I just it's think like she has some she has some forehead business. Yeah, right? I know, but it's not because they're both colored ladies in blue uniforms. Mm. That's all I'm saying. It's not that. 
Mm, I just wonder, like, no one else is, is springing to mind that you could have confused Tate with. No. Think, of, same, think harder. Same same vintage. <laughs> think harder? Think harder a little bit. If you think <laughs> harder, you'll find the explanation that, um, the explanation to my non-racist. Oh, race. I see. So if you just think a little harder, you'll get there. And I believe that you'll get there. And we'll both get there. Um, Sharks are in the playoffs. <clears throat> yeah, I got some uh, pretty hot sports takes. I don't know if this is a good... I got is this a, a good I forum wanna... for hot sports takes? I don't know. I wanted to talk about this because I got a message this morning from, from Mom. Got an email from Mom. Mm. Uh, in which she said that she got that feeling that she gets when the A's have a lot of runs. So the Sharks uh, put up a crooked number last night. Yeah, they won seven to nothing. Seven to nothing, which is... Uh, that's not a hockey score. No, that's that's that's, a, that's the score that I expect San Jose State to lose to San Diego State by this year, <laughs> right? Something like that, right? Yeah, it's not maybe as, not San Diego State. Actually, they're not that bad. Yeah, maybe like uh, Fresno State's going to beat them seven to nothing. In uh, uh, playoff hockey, too. So right, um, she got that feeling that they were wasting mm-hmm. those the goals and that they weren't going to be able to get any from now on yeah and you and i had that same discussion last night yeah um why are we all so dumb look why are we so dumb and superstitious it's not it's not that we're dumb it's that the sharks aren't very good like they're not hey they played really bad down the stretch and they looked really feeble in games two and three like um i think we talked about it the other day offline it's not good when you're minus two on the power play. No, that's extremely bad. When on the power play, you allowed two more goals than you scored. Like, that's not... That's not usual. It's a, That's a hard game. They've looked so bad that there is no reason to believe that their play will carry over. And it will be frustrating when they lose one to nothing in the next game. Oh, and you go, I, I, yes. what happened? You scored like, seven times the other day. Right. We can't... You can't have kept two of those, huh? Yeah. You couldn't have kept two of those in reserve. It's less superstition in believing that now it will definitely happen, and more frustrating that they can't save some of those goals. That they yeah. that there's no way to just move a couple of those over. Because uh, I have no confidence at all that they're going to go to Edmonton and, <clears throat> and win a fucking game, just based on how sad they looked those other games. I think what happened yesterday was they jumped out, and Edmont- the game just got away from Edmonton. Like, they just went, uh, what the fuck's happening? Started committing dumb penalties, probably figuring the power play on the Sharks is so bad they're not going to be able to score anyway. And shit just got away from them, and then it was a garbage game. Earlier in the day, I had seen two people in, in Oilers jerseys in downtown Willow Glen. Hmm. And uh, when the game got out of hand, I did think to myself, oh, fuck those two guys. <laughs> That's right, you so fucking braggadocious walking around in your fucking Edmonton jerseys. You would never dare to walk around a big-time sports town like San Jose like that. Unless you were cocky as hell. San Jose's not a big-time sports town. It's probably pretty, no. it's probably pretty safe to walk around in the opposing team's jersey. Yeah, no one's gonna beat you up or nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but fuck those guys for sure. Oh, did someone crash outside? Uh, no? <laughs> Right. Uh, so I'm on a main drag. So every ambulance and fire truck that goes anywhere in Willow Glen goes right past my house. Yep, that's what it was like when I lived in Boston. It was it's loud and irritating. Sirens all day. Uh, but they're tied. The Sharks are tied in that series. They're tied, tied two to two. 
and uh, that's I mean you can't have a better game than the one they just played. I just uh, I don't I don't feel super confident about that carrying over. I mean, I well, I guess you're right. Like I was gonna say, it could have been ten to nothing, but is that any better? It's not any better. It's not. I think after like four to nothing, it starts to just be like so. So what? You already worked. You crushed them. They got crushed. Uh, and just the way the sharks have been bullied, just totally bullied the whole series. They're just getting hit all over the place and cheap shot penalties on them all over the place. And the first few games, they didn't make them pay because the power play was garbage. Um, so I don't, I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about any sports right now. I got hot sports takes. Are you, are you, are you still there? Yeah. How's baseball going so far? Um, I'm hoping you can help me out. Maybe you can help me out with this. It seems unlikely. I haven't watched a game yet. Luckily, this has little to do with the A's in particular, and more to do with modern sports and the modern athlete. Because I got hot, hot, fresh out of the oven, fresh out of the oven takes that are so hot, you think, you pull out the thing, you go, I've pulled pans out of the oven before, and the hot mitts are enough, but the hot mitts aren't enough this time, they burn, like, through the hot mitts. Basically, your takes were born exactly as the starship crashed 18 years ago. That's, they're that the hot. They're they like are fresh and hot. Scorching hot. Okay, remember like 10, 15 years ago when pitch counts became like a big deal? Yes. And people suddenly were were talking about 100 pitches as the, the limit for a starting pitcher, and then you had to think about getting them out of the game. And it was very clear that 100 was picked because it's 100 and it's a round number. Yeah, I have a theory about why that happened. So I was putting away a bunch of playing cards mm. in my playing card collection shelf. Okay. And immediately below that is my dumb knickknack shelf. Okay. And I discovered on that shelf that I have four of them umpire clickers. Mm. or uh, coach clickers. You know, the ones that just do a count. I actually I also have an umpire balls and strikes clicker, but that's different. Okay. Uh, what if 15 years ago, a bunch of people were like, hey, you know, anybody can buy these. You don't have to be a coach. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they don't just hand them out. It's not part of the uniform. Like on the first day on the job, they hand you the clicker, and that's the only place you can get them. This probably was the internet, right? That probably is what did it. Yeah, yes. I mean, you can get them at like Daiso probably too, but. No, I mean, not that. Yes, you can't get them at Daiso, by the way. That's why I have four of them. Yes. One of them's orange. It's cool. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, like, the internet is probably responsible for this, right? Oh. Someone someone had a database of the number of pitches thrown by every pitcher ever. I want to say that's why, but it feels like there would be data behind it. And I don't... We never heard oh, any data. it's probably just people mouthing off, right? Yeah, we never heard any data. What we heard was... I really thought it had to do with agents and rising salaries. And they were like, if we can, one, protect these guys from being overused when they go to free agency, they'll get bigger contracts. Two, if they're not pitching complete games, more guys are getting in the game and more guys can get bigger contracts. And they just kept, I think that's how they were looking at it. Like, we can just get more guys and more guys and more guys, and, and eventually they'll have to fucking expand roster sizes. It's going to be nine pitchers pitching an inning each. <clears throat> I always thought that's what it was based on, just this modern sports-as-a-business concept. Because the old-school athletes, you know, they didn't give a shit about that kind of thing, and it was, you know, I would pitch 280 pitches in a game if I had to. 
and that kind of thing. But so so everyone was already cheesed off about it, talking about how they were they weren't tough like they used to be, and how it was a business and all all this stuff. But I don't think a single A's pitcher has hit a hundred pitches this year. They've just been yanked. Yeah, I um I was watching the game yesterday, and uh, Andrew Triggs, who who is a nobody has not allowed an earned run this season through his first three starts. And the A's have the worst defense in the league. I think it's possible that at the end of the year we will look back at the worst defense of all time. Ooh. That's how bad the defense has been. Normally, if you have, like, 80 errors in a season, you're really putrid. Yeah. and That would are, be very bad, 80 errors. They are tracking over one a game right now. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they got, like... Could they... Could they do a two hundo? This is what I'm saying. They've got like sixteen errors in fifteen games or something like that. It's, that's very that's very poor. And I don't really know why they would get better. I mean, they're not. They're just bad. They're they're bad. It's a team of bad defenders. Well, don't worry. About halfway through the season, Billy Bean will get rid of the best three. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Yes. Soon, all of the ones that there can be possibly any value for will be shipped away. But um, so this guy was pitching pretty well. Not actually, he was pitching great. He's got he's a junk thrower. He throws from a weird arm slot. He only throws sliders and sinkers and shit. And he was pitching really well. And he got to the sixth inning, and the A's started booting the ball all around behind him. And a couple of runs came in, unearned runs. And at the end of the inning, he was up to seventy six pitches, <laughs> which is nothing. It's no pitches. It's three quarters of a bullshit limit. Yeah, it's no pitches at all. He's pitching just fine. He's pitching great, actually. And the A's defense is just doing what they do. They're just kicking the ball all over the place. And Bob Melvin just goes out and just goes, hey. Like a, like a bunch of Terrence Longs. I'm just going to make that pull right now. There you go. And Bob Melvin, I guess in between innings, just goes, hey, you did a great job for us. Thanks. Awesome. Great work. Let's move to the bullpen. The bullpen that allowed 10 runs the other day. The bullpen that has been so unspeakably awful so far this season. I mean, they're the guys who are going to throw... One of them will be the first one to throw 100 pitchers. They'll just be in relief. <laughs> they won't have anyone else because they've already the, used all the other pitchers. Game the A's lose 22-3. to three. And he'll just have to stay out there for five innings of garbage. And he just comes out after 76 pitches. And I, I was like, wait. He threw six innings of really good ball. And you're handing it off to guys who I feel pretty confident are going to blow it. They didn't blow it. But they have been blowing it like every time. And I look back, and it wasn't like he had been overworked in his previous starts. He'd thrown like 91 and 89 or something like that in his previous two starts. And there's no explanation. It's just, no, I just, you know, matchups. I just wanted to go to the bullpen. I haven't seen a single ace pitcher get to 100 pitches. I have seen only a few of them get over 80. And I cannot figure out what the fuck is happening. Like, 100 was a bullshit limit. Now it's like if you even start to approach... Almost 100 people are like, no, 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 it's time. Let's move to the bullpen, really. They're going to go to that two-pitcher pairwise rotation. That's kind of where I was getting to, was that the Oakland minor, one of the Oakland minor league teams is doing a thing where they are just starting two pitchers every game. They're having set amounts that each one of them pitches each game. So the first guy will pitch five, and the second guy will pitch four. And then they have, like, three relievers on the staff for just-in-case situations. If someone gets hurt or is getting knocked around and can't make it or whatever. And I just want... I think it's going to do that at the major league level? Because we're not getting that far from it. 
if you have to pull somebody at 75 pitches. The other day, Kendall Graveman, who is supposedly our ace with Sonny Gray on the disabled list, threw 74 pitches, uh, had also pitched, I think, six innings and allowed, like, one run, and they went, mm, that's good. That's plenty. 74. Good job. Yeoman's work. I just... I don't... And it's not, again, it's not like they have a shutdown bullpen. It's not like you're, you can hand it off to some guys who are going to definitely be lights out. I'm just really baffled by the maybe, management strategy. Maybe Evans is working towards a scenario where he has a Goose Gossage type who sets the record for uh, three inning saves. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. That'd be nice. That'd be nice if there was something behind it. Maybe it's going to be Goose Gossage. Maybe <laughs> he's just waiting waiting a couple of weeks into the season to spring it on everybody. So that's sort of part one of why I'm so mad at sports today. And the second one is a related issue, but it's in basketball. So the Warriors announced that um, Kevin Durant is going to miss game two of the playoffs because he's got a sore calf. And it's not very sore because he was, like, questionable all week. It's not like he's he can't play. It's not like, oh, he hurt himself, he can't play. It's like, well, you know, he kind of tweaked his calf and, you know, we're going to see. It'll probably be a game-time decision. And they just announced a couple hours ago that he's not going to be able to play tonight. And I just thought, all year in the NBA, you have players who have regular rest, where they sit on certain games, like the second game of a back-to-back or whatever. You have guys who are on minute limits. Uh, oh, you can't play more than 30 minutes a game because we got to save them up for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I know, and it's the same thing. It's a business, right? More and more money every year is being fed into it, and these superstars now are being paid just, the contracts are insane. They're like $300, $400 million contracts in total. And so you're like, okay, well, they don't want to risk them, but at least they'll be ready for the playoffs when it really matters. They'll be ready to go. But then you get to the playoffs, and you got a top five player in the league who's got a sore calf, and they're like, yeah, you know, we'll just sit him. Well, it's only game two. <laughs> it's only game two of the playoffs. We'll sit him for a little while. Make sure he's 100%. You, you start to wonder if they're just going to sit everybody and make sure everyone's on minute limits and everything until they're in an elimination game. Because otherwise, what are you saving them for? Like, what's what, what are we saving Kevin Durant for if not the playoffs? I mean, could it be that they're doing some math like, look, we're not getting knocked out in round one. I think that is part of what they're doing, and it makes me go, well, I don't even want to watch tonight, because if they're not worried about the outcome, like, I'm kind of not worried about it. I mean, that's a, I feel like that's a reasonable position to take, like, you guys don't care, why should I care? But it's not out of spite, it's just like, it doesn't really hold my interest. It's, if it's, if the outcome is not in doubt at all, and they're just like, whatever, you know, who cares, it doesn't matter, we don't have to play our stars, it's like, well, then I kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat, like, I just... Why should I, why Why waste the time watching it? My phone will tell me what happens. Here is what I would like. I would like an app that notifies you when there are two minutes left on the clock in a basketball game. And that's when you turn it on. So the ESPN app does something like that, but only in close games, which is probably the better version of that anyway. The ESPN app will tell you if, um, if it's a close game with two minutes remaining, meaning mm. I don't know what they're, if it's five points or less in basketball or something like that. I just don't know how quick it does it. Like, will I be able to catch the last two minutes? 
Or will I turn yeah, it on? Yeah, I mean, I feel like you have to be on standby. You can't yeah. be, like, out on the town. Right. You suddenly have to duck into a Chili's to watch the end of the game. <laughs> God, that would be horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Which I think... of your nacho-based products is least likely to give me diarrhea? That would be our uh, southwestern exploding chili nachos. Believe it or not, those are the least likely. Least likely. Okay. Yep. Well, <laughs> let's give those a shot. <laughs> I just, I don't know, I, I I just wonder what we're saving everybody for. If it's not for the games that everyone wants to watch and that people are paying money for, it's like they've totally forgot it's a spectator sport and they really are just thinking of it as a like for-profit for business. Which I get it if you're the owner, because for you it's a for-profit business, but for me, I don't give a shit about that. Like, and all the money comes from people who want to watch the games, and the pitchers are all being saved, and in the NBA, all the players are being saved up. And then you get to the playoffs, and you're like, all right, I put up with all that shit all season. Like, Kevin Durant missed six weeks. He should be pretty fresh. I've been thinking about this a little bit, and, um, you know, it's a, sort of a range of sports issues. Uh, we went to a Barracuda game. Yeah, we did. A couple weeks ago now. Got some sweet seats, a lot of competition for those seats. That was packed. place. <laughs> Um, and, uh, of course the San Jose Giants have started up and they're basically down the street from my house. Right. And I've been thinking, shit, what if we just get into minor league sports? Yeah, why not? Cause like, uh, they don't do this horse shit. That's right. Everybody there is still trying to get a big contract. That's why I, that's one of the reasons I like college sports. Yes. Is that why would a guy sit? Then the NFL scouts won't see him and he won't get drafted, you know, or in the NBA, whatever. Yeah, it makes more sense in sports other than football, where whether you get drafted or not is as much about your combine as anything. <laughs> it's as much about a tape of you jumping out of a swimming pool as anything else. <laughs> you might jump out of a swimming pool. I'll never let it go because he was the fifth best like, defensive lineman on San Jose State. Yeah. It's just like Bears, Chicago Bears, what are you doing? What are you doing? That was Listen, a... we're not in their local market. Maybe they did hella commercials where he jumped out of stuff <laughs> and into other stuff. Maybe they recouped their... Like, uh... just, literally, just for the commercial opportunities, for the marketing opportunities, we have to have this guy. That, That's how they recouped the, the draft pick, was just through all the sweet, sweet local TV. They knew that they could do, like, a hundred uh, things where it's like, come on down to Bob Evans Chevrolet! <laughs> Adonis Davis is going to jump out of a Corvette. We'll Adonis Davis jumping out of a kiddie pool into the back of a truck. <laughs> Can he jump into the Silverado? I just, I never, I... There are so many examples of NFL teams just doing stupid shit with their draft picks, but that one was baffling. I didn't understand at all. <clears throat> so yeah, you're right. In the NFL, a lot of it has nothing to do with your actual production on the field. But still, yeah, those pretty, guys all play. Yes. They all play, and last year, two guys, like, sat out of a bowl game, and it was, like, huge media news, huge national news, and I'm a little worried that that's going to become a trend, but... Oh, it definitely will. It's like not wanting to play in the All-Star game, right? Yep. Yes. So, yeah, you're right. Or not wanting to play on the Olympic team. Yeah, or the yeah, the U.S. national team. Or the U.S. national the sports. team. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. It probably will, which will be stupid. But it's because once you start thinking like that, like, well, I'm going to sit out of the bowl game because if I get hurt, it might hurt my draft stock. But it's like, yeah, you could get hurt in all of the games. All of the games you could get hurt in. So at that point, just don't play any games. Like, well, I mean, you're making a slippery slope argument. Well, because what I'm saying is once you've got to the the matter is if you're a senior and you've all you've got left is the bowl game. Yeah, but what I'm saying, what I'm worried about is, say you're Christian McCaffrey, who's one of the guys who did that, the Stanford running back, who was second in the Heisman Trophy the year before last and was banged up a little bit last year, but otherwise played, had a pretty good year. After his junior season, he was already at the point where he would definitely be drafted at pretty high. So why play any of those other games? Just why play them? Like, once you've established your draft stock then why play the games? If you're saying, like, oh, I can't play because I'm going to get hurt and then they won't draft me or something like that. Like, well, yeah, I mean, game six is just as likely to hurt you as game 13. That's what I'm worried about. I don't want them to think that way, but I'm afraid that people are just going to start being like, well, you know, draft stock is here, so I'm not going to play anymore. And then all the guys who are good are either going to skip the bowl games or skip certain games in the season or whatever. So, <clears throat> But for the most part, in college sports, you, you play every game. Yeah, maybe this is just one of those societal problems to which the only solution <clears throat> is uh, uh, guaranteed universal income. What is it? What, is it? what do they call that thing? Guaranteed universal income? Guaranteed basic income or universal basic... You know, it's like everybody automatically gets enough money to survive. It's a semi-communist idea that's popular with some people. Ah, it does. It does sound like that. I would like you to consult your. Um, I see accounts. it. Okay, so I just wanted to let you know that Wikipedia thinks it's notable that today is four twenty, and not today, but today in UTC. Right. I thought you were pointing out that Ridvan begins at sunset. Well, also, it's Ridvan in the Baha'i faith. Joyous Ridvan to you. Any Baha'i Baha'is out there have a great Ridvan. Um, well, I suppose it's still Ridvan Eve here, but you know, in a lot of Eastern cultures, the Eve is uh, is what's actually important and not the day of. So I bet Ridvan Eve is probably a pretty pretty good time. Yes, it is also four twenty. Yeah. Thanks, Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Oh, dude, Wikipedia the way, yesterday it, said that it said it had an article about uh, Roman Sino relations, and I was, I got stuck in the rabbit hole. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I for sure also read that article. Yeah. Uh, is that how you get started on maps? By the way. Yep. Now you know what Wikipedia is like. Yep. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I hadn't noticed it, but yep, there's that bad, bad map. It's really the uh, Chinese. I. Fifteen thirty-two. Like, you should have some idea of what your own continent looks like. They did a bad map. It did not look right. The one that you sit on, your continent, you should know what most of that looks like. You must have been sending people all over the place. But you you, you came up with, like, a weird island surrounded by, like, 5,000 other weird islands that don't look like anything. And one of them was the the Isle of the Pygmies. Yeah. Which? Is that, like, New Guinea? Like, what is that? I mean, I guess it might be pow 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 pua pow pua New Guinea Papua 
Papua. Yeah, a garbage map that the the Chinese came up with. And then there was a map from the second century that um it was a Greek, but he was I guess he was in the Roman Empire that he came up with that looked, you know, pretty serviceable. Yeah, like you could understand what things were. I mean, there definitely was a dotted line and everything below that was just terra incognita. Yes. Yeah, like North Africa was in there, but not all of North Africa and then nothing nothing south of that. But at least the parts that he had been to looked right. Yes, the Nile looked right, uh, etc. The Arabian Peninsula wasn't perfect, but you understood what it was. It got worse as it went along. Yeah. But um, Yeah, like India wasn't right. Right, yeah. But but it was sort of right in that it was like it showed that it was sort of distinct. Yes, it jutted out. Right. Yeah. It just didn't it just wasn't the right shape. Uh, whereas the, the Chinese map is, is some it's nonsense. Like, I don't understand what any of this is. Don't use that map. If you're traveling. You're gonna get lost. You should find a map at another town that you come to. You, should, you guys you know, have maps? Like, there's only one seafaring expedition from Imperial China that anybody knows about. That's because all the other ones use that map. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they, they didn't make it. We should be on the Isle of the Pygmies by now. I don't understand. Yeah, you go to another town and you say, do you have any maps? And they go, well, don't you have a map? You, you know, I, well, I got one. I got a map. Um, it says right now I should be a magical unicorn kingdom. But I'm not. I'm not convinced that this is, is this where I am? Can you, what do you have? Do you have like one with gas stations on it and stuff? Your map's probably better. Hey, I realize now, uh. <laughs> 45 minutes into this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, I forgot the craziest part to me of the Aaron Hernandez story at the beginning. Mm. All right. Which is that he wrote John 316 on his own forehead. (laughs) Not the whole verse. Literally just John 316. And it occurred to me when I read that, that he has probably seen that on signs in the stands. And I wonder if he knows what it means. He thinks it's just. If he knew what it meant at all. A spiritual, spiritual shorthand. Yeah. That means faith. I know what it means. He saw it on um, Steve Austin's signs that said Austin mm-hmm. 316. He didn't say Hernandez 316? Apparently it said John 316. I have not uh, I've not seen like a picture. They probably won't be releasing those. So you're saying before he hung himself, hanged he wrote himself. The words John 316 on his forehead. On his forehead. Okay. Well. So I presume he had a mirror? I don't think I can do that legibly without a mirror. Oh, I want to try so bad, but I'm so afraid it'll like I won't be able to get it all off. Yeah, save that save that experiment for Friday night. Yeah, maybe for a weekend. Give me some time to really scrub that thing off. Just so you, if you need to, you can go out and buy a bar of lava sco- soap and just fucking abrade your forehead. Yeah, yeah, to get rid of the top few layers of yeah. my epidermis till it swells up enormous. Like, also for sure, don't use a sharpie. Yeah. I was going to use this super sweet pen right here. I don't yeah, know like if a cra- Crayola washable marker? I don't know if you've heard of this pen. It's a pretty good pen. It's a Uniball. It's mm-hmm. a Uniball C- Signo. Mm-hmm. UM-153. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I recommended that pen yeah, to you, didn't I? I imported this bad boy. It's imported. It's from Japan. That's right. I don't know if you ever... I mean, technically, you bought it from a retailer no. in San Jose. Well... But I don't know if you ever heard of it, because it's a pretty good pen, and that was mm-hmm. the pen I was going to grab, and I think that would definitely stay with my head for a little while. Probably. It's a good thick line. It's a good gel pen. Mm. One of my favorite pens. I own it in many colors. 
I got this one. I believe is black, but I got a blue black sitting around here on the table somewhere. That's right. I remember when I introduced you to the concept of blue yeah, black. Ink. We did at least two or three episodes on pens. I just I think uh, so. Um, and again, I, whenever the Jet Pens newsletter comes in, I am filled with all kinds of impulses. Oh, it's because you don't follow Jet Pens on t- both Twitter and uh, no, Tumblr. That seems like they that would, do both. That would be too much for me. I don't think I would be able to withstand the temptation. They're probably doing Instagram, too. I should follow them on Instagram. <laughs> if I was getting bombarded at every turn. The newsletter is enough to make me go, oh, look at those notebooks. I want some of those notebooks. I might pay $80 for a <laughs> Japanese leather-bound notebook. I don't know what to put in it. And that's when it falls apart. I'm this notebook to... has history. It's called a traveler. <laughs> I just go, whatever I put in there will disgrace the notebook. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't buy it. I'm just going to write bird internet in there with a question mark. <laughs> uh, it's really depressing to me that we didn't get any mail. I'm just mad about I'm mad about that, too. I know you've been off your game today. I'm not in a good mood. Like, I'm you just claimed not... you had some sports hot takes, but you didn't have any fire at all about any no, of them. I'm just I'm down. I'm just down. I got yeah. crazy coworkers. I got some, I'm sorry. I got crazy fucking coworkers. Did and you? as as I was leaving the office, I was accosted by one of them and I just I'm in I just I I was feeling pretty good until then, but I'm not feeling great now. Um well, without giving it away, you work at a weird place. Um now. Well, it's not a place like any one that I've ever worked at before. I'm It's like a there's not like, you, at times, have worked at a cable company. Yeah. A couple of different cable companies, let's say. Sure. And But there are 15 major cable companies. Yeah. Uh, like, the place you work, there's only, like, a couple of these types of businesses. I'm going to say in the world. Especially big ones. Big ones, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, okay, look, well, we we work with companies to make sure all their products are certified for safety and EMC and wireless and interoperability and all kinds of stuff. Um, but that's not the problem. Uh, he's a big, sweaty Irish guy, but that's not the problem. It's hard to watch that first season of home movies. <laughs> it takes a while to get good. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... But if you like John Benjamin, check out home movies. Is that the in it. this week's podcast recommendation? Yeah. Well, yeah, there have been worse ones. I don't like to do qualified, but if you like both Archer and Bob's Burgers, check out home movies. Agreed. I agree to that. Um, I always sneak out of the back when I leave, because if I go downstairs to the lobby and leave through the front door, I either have to chat with the, the way-too-chatty receptionist or the way-too-chatty old security guard, depending on what time I leave. And uh, I'm just—I'm usually not in the mood. But I went out the front door today. I don't know why. I wasn't thinking. And I—the receptionist was down there, and she chatted with me for 20 minutes about all the people upstairs who were especially bad, and who was mean, and, and who was meaner. Oh, okay. And um, she's is just, she a, is she a lonely person? She seems like it, because you can't walk past her without getting sucked in for a very long time. A very long time. Is it the the kind of place where not a lot of people come who need to talk to a receptionist? <laughs> I think that's part of it, yeah. She did say today that it had been a very slow day. Um, 
Well, so one of the people she she picked out to describe as just being especially awful and maybe the cause of all of the world's problems. <laughs> it was someone that I just now, today, maybe an hour before that, found out I was going to be partnered with moving forward, working very closely with. And I didn't know anything about this person at all. So now that's my download on them. My download on them is that they are the worst person. No, oh, it's like you get to work with a real garbage individual. Yeah, so I have that in my head, except I also have... <laughs> that the kind of person who sits around and gossips all day is probably also the problem. So, I don't know who to believe. Well, here's the good thing about your situation. Mm. You don't have to guess. You can just wait and see. I, I will definitely find out. It's, I will find out in time. <laughs> but I was just like, I should not have come down this way. If I had gone the other way, I would have saved myself 20 minutes, and I would have not had this in my head about the person I'm going to be working with starting tomorrow or whatever. And then I would have just gone home and I would have been so funny on the podcast that people, people would have like sharded. There would have been shardings <laughs> and there would have snarfing. Is that, is that a similar thing? Uh, I don't know. The nar- Who knows where this is? <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of the two things, two pieces of slang that our dad imparted to us. Is the, a snarf. But I don't know if any of them are true. By the way, probably not true. <laughs> Someone who um, farts in the bathtub and then bites the bubbles. That can't be true. That, that can't be a real thing. That's not real. And whereas a narf. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of this. Is someone who sniffs women's bicycle seats. Obviously, you would call them a narf. That one tracks. I want to say that I didn't understand. He did not explain someone's motivation to do that. Right. And I did not understand what it was until last week. <laughs> like, when I just thought about it for a second, I thought, oh. No, that's what he was talking about. Oh. I think you just call that kind of person a perv, right? right. Not no, a narf. that's a narf. Not, not a narf. Which, again, I think tracks. The tracks, you call them a narf. It makes a very obvious sense. If you think about it for ten seconds, you'll understand why they're called narves. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you call someone who bites the fart bubbles in a bathtub a, a snarf. I think you just call him like a creep, like a creeper. Like anyway, a at some point, he also, after he uh, got weird and loopy, introduced us to the expression, fuck the dog. <laughs> yeah. But which he uses, by the way, to mean made a mistake. Yes. Then, like a one year later, I started to hear people say, screw the pooch. And I had never heard that before. You'd heard fuck the dog. Just from dad. Yes. And I was like, did someone overhear dad say that crazy thing? (laughs) Try to make it happen, but the first five people they said it to were like, that's disgusting and you're a garbage person. Our world was very small. And so they had to clean it up a little bit because that's weird. Our world was very small and so maybe it was easier to think that someone had overheard dad. Or is it like old Navy guys are starting to get loopy? Guys who were in the Navy at the same time as Dad? Yeah. And so people's grandpas are just starting to say shit. Well, And announce that they got married in Tijuana and a bunch of stuff. Yeah, a bunch of stuff came out that nobody asked for. No one wanted to hear that. About Tijuana mom. Or about their acts of domestic terrorism. Yeah, we should probably keep that one on the DL, though. That's yeah, a DL item. That's a DL item. This should be an appendix on the website, DL items. 
Um, where was I? Where were we going with that? Something about snarfs? Yeah, that's what a snarf was. <laughs> and you said you would have been so funny on the podcast. Oh, yeah. People people sharked. Yeah, and snarfing and narving and all of that. And all that yeah. stuff would have been going down. People banging chicks without rubbers. All that. And all that. Um... So I was really mad about it on the drive home, and then I I took a new way home, and it took me, like, f- fucking at least twice as long to get home as I normally do, because the way I took, turns out, is the worst possible way to go. And then, um, <clears throat> I'm just not, and all the sports stuff, the Kevin Durant news came on, and I was, so I apologize, I apologize to our zero listeners, to our the people who don't even care enough to send me a tweet. Who's the kid here? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's from Coach Gundy. I don't know how many years ago that I think it was a solid ten years ago. Everybody look up Coach Gundy's rant from ten years ago at Oklahoma State. It is still so sweet. Um Look, it is true that our last tweet was March thirtieth. That's not good, dude. That's That's extremely bad. Like three weeks ago. Where is everybody? And um, where'd you go? Boy, if you thought we were uh, doing this show just for us before? <laughs> yeah, you're in keep, for it now, you fucks. Keep keep on not tweeting and see what happens. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna threaten and insult everybody until they start listening. There's like 200 more styles in Romance of Three Kingdoms. We did not talk about them at all. And I will get 150. I guarantee it. Um... So that's not the only way my coworkers are weird. We can keep doing that. If you oh, want. yeah. I, I would like to know. So, so far, all you've said is that there's a gossip. Yeah. The receptionist is a gossip. The gossip that ruined my new working relationship. And she she poisoned you yes. against your new partner. Yeah, I resent that's, her. That's not that weird. But so so let's have some other examples. I sit. Um, so I sit, I'm in a cube and in the cube, you know, they're usually aligned so that there's one next to you that has like a shorter wall. And then there's one across from you that has a taller wall. No, I haven't had cubicle walls in. All right, well. Hold on. Yep. Nine and a half years. Okay, well, anyway. so I sit at a desk with another desk next to me and another desk next uh, across from me, and everybody can see what everybody's doing all the time, and it's loud as hell. It's an open floor plan, which is dumb. Basically, I work from home whenever I can. (laughs) I I don't blame you. One time I walked into Tesla... I walked into Tesla R&D in Fremont, and uh, as far as the eye could see was just open floor plan desks, and uh, people were so crowded. Like like 20 people to a long desk, all just mun- like crunched up against each other, f- fucking frantically working. And I went, oh, this is the worst place. Like, I never want to come back to this place. It's making me stressed out to be in here. Uh, there's a lady who sits across from me who's like a 50-year-old Mexican lady. And she likes to listen to her music, which she thinks is on her headphones. (laughs) But they're not, like, they're not very good because the sound really leaks just all over the place. And she's listening to some real stereotypical music. Oh, no. The horns are going crazy. Crazy mariachi horns all over the place. And you're just like, oh boy, this is really loud. And she thinks that she is listening to this quietly. And there's like a a very Latin beat behind it as well. The other day, 
the other day she started to play a YouTube video but didn't know it was coming through her computer speakers and not her headphones and nice. had, a, had a whoopsie moment. And I don't know what that video was, but very loudly so the whole office could hear it said that the video was for informational purposes, but to be warned that it was graphic and pretty gross. <laughs> that was the disclaimer on the video before she managed to catch it. So it's like how to lance your own boils I or something? I don't know. I don't know. I just thought, yeah, that's what you want the whole office to hear. That's the one. That's the one you want to make a mistake on. The one where the disclaimer is, it's pretty gross. Uh, there, there are a couple of Chinese girls who sit near me, and uh, one of them, whenever she wants to go and gossip in Chinese with the other one, she does this when she when she's approaching the desk so that the other one's aware. She goes, psst, psst, psst. <laughs> but it's like if your goal is to have a secret Chinese conversation, <clears throat> you shouldn't alert the whole office that that conversation's don't, about to happen. Don't telegraph it. You just, you should, all the time, right when she gets right behind me because she's talking to the girl next to me, it's I always hear psst, psst, psst. I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and then she goes over and talks to her quietly. In what I assume is Mandarin, but if you told me it was something else, I would believe you. It could be like, um, could be the Cantonese. No, nope, you've seen enough Hong Kong movies. You'd you'd know if it was Cantonese. One hundred percent would know. Um, so that, just, got that you, first on. of all, you'd be like, "Is Andy Lau here?" <laughs> Andy, 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 I'm your I'm your biggest fan. LC Dub, where are you? Um. I don't know. I think I have more examples. My brain's not working so very good. But um but that's always happening. Like 12 times a day just to go. How fun is that? Psst, 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 right behind me. Uh yeah. I don't know. What are we an hour in? Yeah, we just might as well just fucking kill this thing. Yeah, we're we're getting there. Let's I mer- mean, I'm doing I'm doing some some business over here. Like I just <laughs> I went to Rasputin on Monday. Pretending to listen while you go about your day. <laughs> kind of. I went to I went to Rasputin on Monday, and they got like a whole section of Blu-rays that oh. are like um, Chinese martial art epic Blu-rays. Oh, okay. So I got here Jackie Chan's Little Big Soldier. Okay. It says it's his best film in years. Looks like when, a martial arts epic. When was that said? Uh, I don't know. It was said by Twitch Films, so does it matter when they said it? Yeah, okay. Uh... I think it's fairly... It's from 2010. Uh, and then I have uh, Chow Yun-Fat Confucius, which apparently Ooh. is also a battle epic. Ooh, I didn't realize Confucius is a fucking martial arts master. So, um... I don't have, uh... I don't have a seating in my living room to sit down and watch this yet, but I'm gonna get a chair recliner or something this weekend, and then, uh... We gonna have a Blu-ray party. That's martial arts time. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have Curse of the Golden Flower? You know that I have Curse of the Golden Flower. I think we might have talked about it recently. Do you, so you got you got like such as Hero? I got Hero for sure. I got, Hero's okay. the one I've seen the most times. I got one that you probably have never heard of. Do you have Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? I do. Oh. I do have Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I might only have that on DVD, though. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Do you have um, House of Flying Daggers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, dog. I'm, like, I'm gonna not get a movie that's got Zhang Ziyi in it. Well, it would be a mistake if you didn't get it. Um, well, she made one with Dennis Quaid that I don't think was very good. Okay, I don't have that. It wasn't very good. 
I watched it on Netflix one time. Was, I mean, if there was, a, it was like a hundred ways to murder Dennis Quaid was the name <laughs> of the movie. And, and she Zhang, was one of the many assassins murdering Zhang, him? Zhang no, it could be a hundred little scenes where she murdered him. Yeah, I don't need anyone good. else. I'm into it's it. It's fine. Okay, well, now we got a project. Let's That's right. lock ourselves in a room. We're going to pitch it. And let's knock this thing out. Well, let's just get a spec script together and we'll just... We can shop it around, man. We'll shop it. We'll shop it around town. You don't think that's enough of a of a logline that we can't just pitch based on that? We have to actually write a spec script first. Yeah, we could. I think if we had connections, that'd be real easy. That would be an easy sell. Okay. But, you know, as outsiders, big Hollywood. See, it'd be, it'd be fun for him because he gets to play himself. That's true. Like, uh, like the way Michael Keaton is always doing. God. Yep. <laughs> or Bill Murray. <laughs> Michael Keaton is always doing that. It has worked exactly one time ever when he played Bird then Birdman when he played an insane person. Right. So one time he went, Oh, no, I kinda get it. I guess technically he doesn't play himself in the other guys. Was that uh when he plays the supervisor who also works at Bed Bath and Beyond? Yes. Did I get that right? Yes, I think you got it exactly right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the police lieutenant or whatever who works at uh oh. After I get a chair, I'm going to watch that, too. Go for it. There's some stuff about... The then I'm going to do a desk pop. There's some stuff to it. There's some stuff about the Yankee Clipper. There is. There. Desk pop. <laughs> they told him it was a real thing. Uh, everybody hated that movie. Well, it's really hard. Okay, so... It I did not hate that movie at I didn't all. hate it either, but it wasn't Step Brothers, and then it's like once you've made Step Brothers... Yes. You're you kind of set yourself up. Like at that point, you should sit out the bowl game, right? You should just be like, "I'm done." Draft I mean, stock, I guess. Draft stock is as high as it will ever be. I guess. Step Brothers is pretty close to perfect. They make him eat the white dog turd. Yep. All that good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I liked uh, I liked the other guys. It was pretty good. Um, so what, you got any chairs in mind? Do you I, subscribe to a chair's newsletter? I do not, so I'm going to have to do some shopping. Mm. Um, I'm looking for something in a leather. Mm. And I'm looking for something that reclines. And you can sit in it. That I can sit in. What about surfing on? Can you surf on it? Uh, probably not. You don't think there's one? You don't think there's one model you can surf on? I mean, there prob- maybe, but it'd have to be so sturdy. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're looking for. I mean, if you can surf on It'd it... really have to be over-engineered. If you can surf on it, I think the odds are pretty good that you can sit in it. Yeah, that's true. But not Maybe I'll try versa. it in the stores. Just because you can sit in it doesn't mean you can surf on it. Do you have a Do you have a go-to place for, like, a, a chair? Um, let's see, I'm looking around. These two chairs I got from you. Uh, Judah. I go to Judah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this I got those. I got those from Target, so they ain't anything. No, they're not. I, we will. We mainly have them just covered with stuff. Um, that office chair over here. That we got this from a Swedish, a Swedish Stanford postdoc who was going back to Europe and was selling all their stuff. And when we got it, it smelled really farty. <laughs> like the farts had just gone all in it. They were in. They live it. They lived in it. And we're now diffusing back out into the world. Yeah, smell like some real fucking fishy Scandi farts. Oh, yeah, that does not sound great. We were very disturbed, and we wanted to return it or th- throw it outside and burn it. Uh, yeah. Eventually, we just sprayed stuff on it all the time, and eventually it stopped smelling like crazy fish farts. 
No, it just smells like citrus oil or whatever you sprayed on it. <laughs> yeah. Febreze, probably. We were pretty classy about it. Uh, so, yeah, so the Stanford postdoc list. Um, this couch came from Craigslist. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about furniture. I just... Um... Dead grandparents? That's where my bed came from. <laughs> I don't know if that'll help. Uh, thankfully not not any of your dead grandparents. No, they uh, didn't have any nice stuff. They none did. of them owned a large enough bed for two people to sleep in, as far as I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish I could help. Weird that our weird that our grandparents had separate bedrooms. Is right? it weird? No. Is it exactly like what they were? Yeah, it's exactly right. Um, R. We're an R. I forgot one of them's still kicking. Uh oh yeah, they don't have separate bedrooms. Wait, it was the they other didn't ones? have separate bedrooms. The, the other... one that's still alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he he and his wife did did keep a, a one bedroom. Oh, I figured that was more their style. So it was the other side. Yeah, you don't remember oh. this? That Duke Duke and Charlie had separate bedrooms. I do, I don't remember anything about Duke and Charlie. They were across the hall from each other. That's kind of lame. That's pretty lame. Yeah. And then I mean, they had a third. They had a third bedroom that was full of junk, like a hoarder would. I mean, I remember yeah. that on like a visceral kind, in a visceral kind of way. They refer to that. it as Misty's room because <laughs> Misty's full of garbage. Not because because oh, Misty's mom was so fucked up that she was always staying somewhere else all the time. We're really not supposed to be talking about family on this. I know. It's I a know. Rule. It's. A, I was just very confused by what you were saying about yes, but I mean, would you want to live with Duke? Would you want to sleep in the same room as Duke? No. 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 No one. Would. With all of his empty uh, peanut <laughs> cans and his picture of Hitler. Yes, of course not. His world famous picture of Hitler that was pretty innocent. If you think about it, just a picture of Hitler under your bed, not a big deal if you have one. Just a framed... Well, think about it. Is it a big deal if you don't have one? I proved my point. Uh, that's the that's the logical device known as modus ponens. <laughs> Am I correct? <laughs> yes, that's right. It was uh, D- Doris Baloris or whatever that battle that I showed you was, was called. <laughs> Forum Galora. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> and I thought, that, that's, that cannot be a real thing. Fucking Wikipedia. Um, uh, Modus ponens, the rule of logic stating that if a conditional statement, if P then Q, is accepted, and the antecedent P holds, then the consequent uh, Q may be inferred. Oh. Wait, did I say... So in other words, if P then Q and P implies Q. Okay. Is that what I said? Yeah, forum galorum is exactly correct. <laughs> Woo! This is a good one. This is a classic. Woo! This is a. We should probably not do any more of these. I think this is. I think we're this is probably this the last episode. You know what? Maybe only do the Star Trek ones from now on. <laughs> that one, it's only because that's Trek. for us. And if no one else is gonna pay attention or contribute, then we're gonna do just the thing for us, which is making lists. And that's what that is. And that's what we're gonna do. And you can eat a poo. I have never been this prepared for a Star Trek. You're on we top have, of your game. We're only one week to recording, and I've seen two of the five. And I've literally, I have never been that prepared. I'm not. I've never been this prepared either, and I've only seen one of the five. Yep. Usually, it is. Oh my god, is it even possible for me to watch five <laughs> episodes of Star Trek in the next two days? <laughs> we find a way, though, and we usually hate them. Yes. Oh, oh, so so far, have your two been more positive? 
Uh, no, the scores okay. have not really shown any any improvement. Oh. oh, well. Does not seem like that's my problem. No, the problem is that they're garbage. No, well, I mean, look. So far, I've seen the Menagerie Part Two, yeah. which um, we might as well just get into it. If you're playing with, if you're playing along with us, uh, because uh, that's going to be the next episode. It's going to be a Star Trek one. What we're watching next is the Menagerie Part Two on TOS. Yeah, I, I scored it a little lower than the Menagerie Part One, but it's uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, I thought that's what you wanted to get into. I just generally speaking, did it make an impact? The answer was apparently no. No, I mean, it was fine. It just it didn't score quite as high. Okay. Remember uh, that the Menagerie Part 1 won last week. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a great win, but yeah, it won. No, it won. Um, um, and, I, so, and I've also watched Data Lore. Data Lore. And I, I won't give it away. Well, I'll give this away. It scored better than The Big Goodbye. Well, that's not hard. Because The Big Goodbye did not score well. Um, but my, I mean, I mostly have quick hitters. That's almost all I have for Data Lore Dude, I, written down. I, that's the one that I've watched and I typed so furious. Everything about that episode is baffling. In the... Literally <laughs> By the, the end only, of the episode, I was sweating from typing so much. <laughs> Literally the only episode in which it's stated that Data can't use contractions. Literally the only one. Yep. He fucking busts three of them. <laughs> three of them! <laughs> they did such a bad job. It is very hard to believe sometimes how bad they did. Like, he'll, he slips one about every seventh or eighth episode. Yes. Because it's just like... Whatever, you know? The writer didn't care or no one noticed or whatever, right? right? On set, he did it, and no one bothered to, like, think about it. Right. Everyone just went, uh-huh. Next. In the only episode in which it's a plot point, he's already he already does two of them before we meet Lore. That's, yeah, that's pretty early. And the last one is all I'm going to want to talk about when we talk about this episode. I just, because it's, it is insane. I just, I, it's, I know the more people you have involved in something, the worse it's going to be. Like, that's just a rule. Like, people yeah. are dumber in groups. But, but how did they do, how did they all do such a bad job? It, like, it's, it's, it's baffling. It's very baffling. The writing's bad. The acting's <laughs> bad. The fucking sound design is bad. There's never any continuity. None that makes any sense anyway. Yep. It's just, just, come on. Like, I know you're just getting a paycheck, but fuck. Do yeah. better. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I, I have put in uh, better work during times when I hated my job. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, just, I know you don't care. It's obvious you don't care. But a lot of people are going to be watching it, and your name's going to be attached to it. Uh, for Deep Space Nine, we're watching Battle Lines. Um, yeah. Don't know what that is. Me neither. I do know the next one, The Storyteller. We'll come to that in, uh, that's like three weeks out now in yeah. real time at this point. But uh, I remember some things about that piece of shit. Uh, for Voyager, we're watching Cathexis. That's that, not a real thing. That's not anything. Yeah. Can we call it Thoraxis? <laughs> Thoraxis is the next episode. Is the next episode. So it's going to be a lot of Jeff Winger. Yes, that's going to be a good one. Um, and uh, Dear Doctor for ENT, for oh, Enterprise. I know so which one that is, and I'm probably, not excited. Probably pretty Floxy. Going to have a lot of Foxy Floxy. Ooh, that's a good nickname for him. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Well, I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> if you're waiting, I'm not going to do it. So, you know, we'll <laughs> see you next week, I guess. Bye-bye. Make it bad Take a sad song
But nobody is paying attention, I guess. No one wants to say anything. We do whatever we want. Are you guys afraid? You afraid that we're gonna mock you for your dumb questions that are stupid? Please subscribe.